Okay, 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 okay. Welcome back to another wonderful day of 7th grade ELA. And we're coming to you live or pre-recorded from a classroom in Fulcher, Texas. I'm your teacher, Mr. Stubblefield, and this is our podcast experiment. Now, my students have come together to conduct a book club, and this podcast is a combination of their work. So for privacy purposes, the students won't be using their names. They're going to use titles instead. So that we make sure that uh, all of our babies are protected. So what you want to do right now is just kick back, relax, and let's get our book club on. All right, continuing on with the fantastic work that uh, this episode is bringing us. We have the next group up, the booklet group, and uh, the booklet group is going to talk, um, tell their reimagined ending to Hello Universe. So, booklet, you have the floor. But Virgil heard them call again. He tried opening his eyes, but due to his eye sensitivity of being dark for so for being in the dark for so long, he failed miserably. Virgil became frustrated with himself, so he started to yell back at these voices that he was hearing. Help! Yes, I'm here! Help! Virgil repeated this various of times, but the more he called out, the more the voices started to fade. And the more the voices started to fade, so did the light. He felt his eyelids close shut. Darkness. Loneliness. That's all Virgil saw and felt. Even though he could only see darkness due to his subconscious body, his mind was fully awake and aware of his passing out state. In this black room he was in, he... Did we lose Any you? hope for me left? Hmm? Did we lose you? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Where, where did I the blacked out he, the uh, blacked out unconscious state oh okay even though he could only see darkness due to his subconscious body his mind was fully awake and aware of his passing out of state in this black room he was in and he felt the only thing left to do is think what just happened was that any of that real was I hallucinating is there any hope left? Virgil could only think, couldn't think of anything but questions he didn't have answers for. He tried to wake up, but it was like his mind and body were on, weren't on speaking terms anymore. It was like he was trapped in his own body. Minutes of struggling to try to wake up, he gets this weird and cold sensation. The hairs on his arms stand up, and he can actually feel the air around his immobilized body. He senses the temperature change, but it's not drastic. The air is cold, but not an uncomfortable one, no. Not an uncomfortable one, no. It's cold like the good, perfect cool at hotels that make you want to stay in bed all day. He hears beeping, commotion around him, and most importantly, voices. He wonders if this is a trick his mind is just throwing at him. The more time passes, the more Virgil can feel his body being cushioned. His body is in an uncomfortable sitting pose like before in the well. It feels like he's lying down. 
This just brings more questions because how did he get there? Who brought him here? Were the voices he heard before not a hallucination? These new voices he was hearing weren't the same voices as before. These voices sounded desperate and worried. Time passes and he can understand them. He feels his heart rate quicken when he hears a certain voice. The voice he was longing to hear. The voice that was running in his mind for hours in the well. His Lola. He hears her say things like, You'll be okay, Rogelio. You'll get through this. I'm sorry I didn't notice your absence. He wants to respond back. He wants to say that he missed her, that it isn't her fault, and, uh, and ask her what is going on. But his brains and his muscle weren't correlating. He still couldn't move or speak. He could only listen and think. He could only live there in the cool room with his mind while his eyes see darkness and emptiness. The mind is a very dangerous place. The mind can play tricks on you and take every bit of hope you have left. And that is exactly what Virgil feared. He feared his mind, his thoughts. He feared that he feared what it might say to him and what it might take. He suddenly heard a voice, a male voice. His this voice sounded old and mature. It sounded a lot like Virgil's father, but Virgil knew it wasn't because his father had a slight pitch in his voice. Hello, Miss Alinas. We have some news regarding your Virgilio. Due to the stress and trauma his brain went through in his time in the well, Virgilio's body isn't responding to his brain's command. It's like his body's nervous system isn't listening to the signal the brain is sending to them. Therefore, Virgil's condition is... Virgil couldn't hear anything more anything more before the voice began to fade. Darkness. Wow. Wow. What an ending. Okay, so good job. Good job. Okay, continuing on with this episode of the reimagined ending of Hello Universe, our next group is the book club to tell us what their reimagined ending to Hello Universe is. Book Club, you have the floor. Uh, so, um, what I said for my alternative ending was, okay, I'll just start it. So, Virgil exhaled and inhaled, hiccuping in between. He clutched his backpack tightly with Gulliver inside. What am I going to do? He mumbled to himself. Feeling for the walls of the well, he tried to find a working solution to climb out. First, he tried to jump up to the ladder, but that failed. Next, he tried to put his feet between the wedges of the rock. That also failed. He finally gave up and popped back down onto the ground. He didn't know what else to do, so he cried. The cries rang deep inside his bones, and he cried like never before. He thought of his family, of how he missed his brothers, of how he despised Bolin, of how he would never say hi to Valencia, and other thoughts. After he stopped crying, he hugged Gulliver and thought, what would Gulliver do? Usually, Gulliver would just hide, but sometimes he would look for holes to try to escape his cage. That's it, Virgil exclaimed like a madman. Virgil quickly unzipped his backpack and pulled Gulliver out. Okay, Gulliver, you're my only hope. Slip between the cracks of the well and see if there's a way out. Virgil gently placed his hand right next to the well, and then Gulliver slipped through the cracks. Virgil knew it would be a long journey, so he slipped. Trip, trip. Virgil startled at the sound and uprighted himself. Looking around in the dark, he spotted Gulliver, who was a little ball of fur. You'd find an exit, Gulliver, Virgil whispered. Slowly, Gulliver nodded. Virgil shook with excitement and shock. Where? Gulliver started hopping and, and he scampered until he reached a thin crack, which was dark, small, and filled with vines. Then Gulliver scrambled into it. Gulliver, Virgil shouted. Desperately, Virgil groped his hand into the small crack, trying to reach Gulliver until 
ping, a resonant sound shook the well as Virgil hit his hand against something hard and smooth. It was unfamiliar. As Virgil touched it, it felt like it was also etched. Feeling somewhat more, Virgil found it was also long. Virgil's eyes bite. A lever. Quickly, Virgil grabbed it and tried twisting, turning, pushing, and pulling the lever. Crack. A stone door slowly opened on the wall of the well. It was dark and musty, but also had a cool temperature with the walls made of soil. So Virgil, with Gulliver, went through. The corridor was long in length, but was cramped on the width and height. Virgil had to stoop to avoid bumping his head on the ceiling. Several times there were traps. Early in the corridor, Virgil was walking when he tripped over something, a wire. As if on cue, darts sprouted from the walls, chroming off and hitting Virgil. Other times there would be big pits, and Virgil once almost fell in them when he was stopped by Gulliver tripping. Finally, he reached a closed doorway. On it was a little plaque which had an inscription. It read, if you truly seek to find a way, you must remember the beast that had darkness in its wings that slay all of its prey underneath. To truly understand this riddle, finding an, find an experience of darkness, what was in it? Virgil thought for a moment. An experience of darkness? Darkness under its wings? This sounded all too familiar, but it was on the tip of his tongue. He gasped as the thought struck him. He remembered Lola telling a pot, the creature that grew from the, from the fear of darkness. That was it. Pa, Virgil murmured softly. Pa, he said again louder. Slowly, the door opened, grinding the ground. In the distance, there was a small shaft of light. Virgil started walking, then running towards it. When he reached it, it had opened up into an entrance with vines camouflaging it. Virgil hurriedly pushed past them, where it opened up onto the entrance of the woods. I'm free, Virgil cried. And then that was my um, alternate resolution. Awesome. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Book Club Podcast. Now we have come to our last episode of the Book Club Podcast. And in doing so, I asked the students to reimagine the ending of Hello Universe and to come up with a different ending. And in, once they have created this ending, I allowed them to... Uh, discuss amongst their groups which one that they like best. They voted on it, and the member who had the best ending will be the one that reads for each group today. So our first group, we are going to have the Booklastic Book Club come up and uh, give us their ending. So Booklastic Book Club, you have the floor. And the ending I reimagined was this. Jen, Valentina, and Kyrie kept walking, looking for Virgil. They shouted his name out. Virgil, where are you? Kyrie shouted. No one replied back. Just a dead silence of the wind. Kyrie, just, Kyrie kept shouting his name out. As they walked, a sudden crunch sound surprised them. What was that? Asked Valentina. Kyrie looked down at her feet and saw that she stepped on a twig. Nothing. I just stepped on a twig, Kyrie said. As she turned around to tell Valentina and Jen, but she realized something strange. Jen wasn't behind them. It was like she just reared and Kyrie thought, this must be a haunted forest. People get lost here in here. Oh dear God, in humanity, we're gonna die here. Screamed Kyrie, it isn't haunted. I'm over here, Kyrie. Kyrie immediately rushed over and calmed down when she saw Jen while Valentina tailed behind her, still not knowing what happened since she couldn't read their lips before. 
Why did you stray away from us and come here? Asked Kyrie. I heard a sound of a hamster coming down from here. So I went to check it out and saw Virgil down there in the well, replied Jen. Kyrie went over with Valentina to check down the well, where they saw Virgil asleep with his hamster on top of his head. They shouted to Virgil, trying to wake him up and make him climb the ladder. But he didn't wake up, but his hamster understood what was going on and bit Virgil to wake him up. What was that? Ah, what was that for? Gilbert um, asked Virgil. Kyrie yelled Virgil's name, getting his attention, telling him to climb the ladder. But the bottom of the ladder was broken, Virgil told them. So they could. So they sent Valentina down to save him. And finally, after getting out the well, he thanked them for saving him. Thanks, thanks for saving me, guys. I thought I was going to die down there. But how did you know I was there? Virgil asked, Fool, have you forgotten my amazing fortune-telling powers? Replied Kyrie. Oh, thanks for using your powers to save me, Virgil asked. Said, after a week and a few days passed, he died from rage that he got from Gilbert. At a funeral, his, he had a funeral. His parents mourned, wishing they didn't call him turtle as much. Valentina barely knew him, so she didn't come. Kyrie and Jen was upset that he didn't get with VS and how their fortune was wrong. Because fortune telling is a lie and a scam, and no one else came because he had no friends. The end. That was my new ending for Hello Universe. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Very uh, imaginative. Good job. Okay, continuing on with the last episode of the Book Club Podcast, where we analyze the text of Hello Universe by Aaron Estrada Kelly. And students went through and looked at different aspects of it, different elements, literary elements throughout this text. And here we are at the very end where we are reimagining the ending of Hello Universe. Uh, the students got together and got into their groups and decided which one they felt was the best of their group. And our very last one, from this block is the final four. Final four is going to tell us how uh, they reimagined the ending to Hello Universe. Final four, you have the floor. Okay, so starting off, Kyrie and Jen seemed alert. They said, I think I've heard screaming. Then they ran down to the sound source. It led them to a deep well. They looked down, hoping to see Virgil, but nothing. They looked farther in, then saw him, sitting down and talking to himself. Kyrie saw this too and piped up, I've read about this, this isn't good, hallucination. He's been down there for a long while. They started giggling. Jen then said, we should probably get him out, poor dude's going insane. Agreeing, Jen pulled out a jump rope from her backpack, nobody even questioning how and why she even has one. Then volunteered Valencia down, considering she is the most athletic out of the bunch. Turns out that was a bad idea. Jen wasn't paying enough attention, and they both fell down with the jump rope, laying on top of Virgil. They heard a squeal and turned to see Virgil with something fuzzy in his hand, crushed, which turned out to be all over. No wonder it was a soft landing, exclaims Valencia. Not really, said Jen. The dune's skin and bones. Virgil looked shocked, turning to see what happened. Why are you girls here? Valencia brushed herself off and said a little annoyed to save you, obviously. Why would two girls jump down a well for fun? 
I, um, I don't know. I just thought nobody would find me. Oh, wait, how did you find me? Did you hear my screams? No, that means everyone heard my screams. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Did my, does my Lola know I'm okay? Jen, trying to calm him down, said, stop stuttering. It's really annoying. Also, yes, Rene and Valencia, talk to your Lola. Then they stood there for a full minute, soaking all of this in, wondering how they were going to get out. Then Kyrie's voice was to be heard again, saying, uh, are you guys all right down there? I brought some healing crystals if anyone is hurt. Valencia, getting angry now, screamed, hello, do you not see the literal ladder next to your foot, Virgil? Uh, yes, but it's broken, see? Valencia, considering, then seeing the missing feet, piece a few feet away, burst into flames. Virgil, you're an idiot. It's right there. Then clicked the missing piece back onto the ladder and climbs out. Later that day, she receives a text. It was from that weirdo Virgil. It read, hello. Valencia felt odd. There were butterflies forming in her stomach. Why? I thought I hated this kid. This is Virgil Lola. A cute wave of embarrassment swung over her as she read on. I would usually not do this, but I want to apologize for Virgil. Would you like to enjoy a dinner at our place to form for inform for you and Virgil to get a better first impression? Valencia thought to herself, do I really want to go? She responded with, no, thank you. Maybe next time. Guilty of knowing what she did, but knowing that she did what her heart told her to, closed her phone and went to sleep. Wow. Wow. Okay. Good job. Good job. Okay, keeping with the fantastic job that's being done on the reimagining of the ending of Hello Universe, our next group up is Greg. Greg's going to tell us about their reimagined version of Hello Universe. Okay, Greg, you have the floor. Virgil was all alone, stuck in a dark, creepy well. There was nobody except Virgil and Gulliver in the well with no escape except a broken ladder, which was hardly any use. Virgil sat on the dirty stone floor, his shirt slightly ripped and started panicking. How, how would he get out? Would he die in here? All these questions were spinning around his head, taunting him like a ghost. Would he starve to death? How would he get water? Gulliver squeaked and climbed into Virgil's lap, trying to comfort him. Virgil could feel a breeze of wind come through the opening at the top of the well. The breeze was like an explosion of furries soaring towards him. Whoosh, whoosh. He stopped thinking for a moment and just sat down. This would never have, ha ha have happened if it wasn't for Chet. All of a sudden, he heard a heavy knocking on the, on the stone, but it wasn't coming from someone outside. Then out of nowhere, he heard a whistling. His heart began to thump as loud as a siren vibrating in his chest. He wished he could go home to his soft, comfy bed. I never wanted to see Chet again. If he did, he would slap him as hard as he could and would make sure he at least got black eye. Hello, said a ghostly voice. Virgil silently shouted and stopped breathing for a second. He could feel Gulliver's soft growls as the ghost talked. Who are you, Virgil stuttered in a very quiet voice. I'm Ruby, said the well. How, how can you speak, Virgil stuttered again. I am well, that's how that well asked with do you kids not learn anything at school? The well asked with a chuckle. Virgil didn't reply. He, was, he wasn't sure if this was a dream or if this was really happening. Now tell me, what's the problem? I don't know how to get out of here, Virgil said in a scared voice. There's a trick to get out, getting out of this well. Long ago, when I was just a little girl, I fell down into this well. I tried, I tried everything I could, could to get out, but failed every single time. 
Just before my death, I caught a glimpse of a shiny book which may have been the key out, but died before I could even hold possession of this book. Virgil squeaked after hearing this, thinking she was a ghost. I know what you're thinking, but trust me, I'm not as scary as it sounds. I'm here to help you, said Ruby. First, you'll need to be prepared for what you're about to hear, said Ruby in an urgent voice. What do you mean, Virgil replied. Here, take this book, Ruby continued. Each page will lead you to a different location. Virgil took a look at the book. In gold, there are, there are four words engraved into the front cover, Keeper of the Distant Traveler. Virgil didn't know if he was just hearing things or what Ruby was saying was really true. Trust me, this, trust me, this is going to be the only and safest way out, Ruby said, sensing his hesitation. Now what you'll need to do is open the book to the page of the location you're seeking. Then lay this book flat onto the ground and make sure there's nothing disturbing its concentration. After this, all you need to do is jump in. You want me to what? Virgil asked in a quavering voice. I recommend you take these ac ac actions quickly with no questions before the sun sets. Then all the power gets drained out and restores when the sun rises again, said Ruby in a strict voice. Got your things ready? I think so, said Virgil, carrying a bright red dusty backpack as well as Gulliver, his pet guinea pig. Now, which page do you want to to go, asked Ruby. Virgil gently flipped the pages where he saw three buried faces on it. This one, Virgil said with a smile. He gently put the page on the floor and the whole book started to ramble and glow. Right before he left, he managed to thank Ruby for all she has done. Virgil then jumped into the book, scared of what was going to happen next. Virgil landed straight onto his feet and his backpack went flying towards the ground. He was in the forest. Virgil looked up and wondered where the book went. Virgil said a small, familiar voice. Where have you been, Kyrie exclaimed, examining to see if Virgil was all right. Kyrie was a girl with long black hair who had a little sister named Jen with the same facial features. I'm fine, Virgil said, trying to catch his breath. That's when he saw Valencia. Hi, I'm Valencia, said a girl who was wearing hearing aids. But Valencia didn't need to say who she was. Virgil already knew. That's when they heard a panting boy run through the grass. This was Chet. Chet had brown short hair with an unusual snake bite on his skin. Then out of then out of then out of nowhere, Virgil walked up to his face and then slapped him as hard as he could. That's when Kyrie got a phone call from her mother. As Kyrie as Kyori talked to her mother, Virgil caught a glimpse of Chet slowly running away. Kyori put her phone down and said, They're all searching for you, Virgil. You had better get going before your family calls the police. Virgil looked back at Valencia for a moment and then went home. Why didn't you talk to her, Virgil silently thought to himself. It was a very strange day for Virgil, but that didn't stop his um, wild mind. He saw his worried mother in her pajamas on the doorstep as he approached his house. Virgil, where have you been? His mother exclaimed. Don't worry, Mom, I'm fine, Virgil replied. That's when Virgil went upstairs to change into a fresh pair of clothes after a nice warm shower. As Virgil stepped into his bedroom, he saw the magical book right on his unmade bed. He knew immediately where he was going to go do next, Valencius. That was when he knew he would remember Ruby for the rest of his life. Awesome. Utterly amazing. I love it. All right. Good job. Continuing on with this fantastic episode of Reimagined Ending to Hello Universe, our next group up is Squid. Squid is going to tell us their reimagined version of Hello Universe. Squid, you have the floor. All right, so we start this off with Virgil's point of view. Bayani, someone is near. Call for help. Ruby starts speaking to me again. Sure there is, Ruby. I'm sure there's someone nearby. 
I'm not lying. Bayani, there's someone near. Ruby was really adamant that there was someone nearby. Even if there was someone nearby, he couldn't scream for help. I thought it's too sore to yell anymore. Bayani, I know what you're thinking. Just trust me. There's someone nearby. It is not your fate to die here. I can't trust this. I never believed in the universe. Or fate. But it's hopeless now. Might as well just give it a try. Bull's point of view. Hmm. Maybe that snake wasn't poisonous. I seem fine. Should go home. But I'm starving. Bull was lost. And more importantly, very hungry. He walked aimlessly in circles, trying to remember the path home. He knew that if he walked in one direction, he'd most likely get lost again. Suddenly, the well nearby started making weird gurgling and scre screeching noises. It must have been the creature that the Valencia girl summoned. It seemed trapped, though. Maybe I should take a peek? Wool proceeded to grab a rock in preparation to defend himself, or maybe finish off the trapped monster. We go into Virgil's point of view. I started having some second thoughts about wasting my energy. Even worse, what if it's Bull? He already dropped rocks on me. He'll probably finish the job if he realizes I'm still alive. Perhaps I shouldn't scream anymore. The thoughts were suddenly interrupted by the sound of footsteps above. Yes, Ruby was right. The universe truly hasn't let me down. Perhaps fate does exist. Then all my hopes were shattered in an instant by the sight of the one person I didn't want to see, Wool. He looked down at me, holding a rock in his hand. I knew it. He was going to finish the job. Wool's point of view. I looked down the well, expecting to see a monster. Instead, I saw Virgil. He seemed injured, covered in rocks, and stuck. I should probably help him, but it's a bit awkward trying to help someone who's yelling at you crazily. Maybe he has gone crazy from a rock dropping on his head. I ignore his crazy screams, and I run off to find a rope or something that could help. I spot a nearby bucket tied with the rope. This probably came with the well. Perhaps I can save him with this? Virgil's point of view. Wool ended up saving me. He probably thinks I'm just crazy, judging from the look on his face. But that's odd. Who else would drop rocks onto me? I explained to him that I thought he had dropped rocks onto me to spite me or even kill me. He had an odd look on his face throughout the story. Most of my words were barely comprehensible anyways. I showed him the way home with my arms. I had to point here and there, and Wool had to constantly help me limp over to the direction of I was pointing at. As, as I got home, my parents were talking to police officers. I ended up explaining all that happened to the officers. It left an investigation open for a violent criminal who throws rocks at people stuck on the bottom of a well, or someone just dropping rocks into a well. Perhaps we would never know. The next day, Wool continued with the antics of being rude to me and calling me mean names. I told him off, though. I felt relieved telling him not to bully me. Of course, he didn't stop and kept bullying me, but it felt nice to tell him that I didn't enjoy it. My family ended up stopped calling me Turtle. It made me feel more comfortable at home. As I walk to school, I feel a feeling that I haven't felt in a while. A sense of hope. A hope for the future ahead of me. And that's it. Fantastic job.
I truly like that. All right, good, good, good. 